Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yep. And welcome back to Talking Nicks, a very special edition for myself, as you'll find out in a minute. We're going to talk some Nicks basketball, sure. It's a Nicks podcast. We're not going to talk a lot of Knicks basketball. We're going to talk a couple big picture items, and we had one thing come up in the past 24 hours, the availability of Anthony Davis that has Knicks Nation a little shook right now and a lot of, a lot of good conversation topics, which, let's be honest, the play on the court has not been that. I'm Jake Storielli, and I'm going solo today. That's right. Uh, This has been somewhat of a fear of mine, uh, something exciting that I've wanted to do, and we're going to see where it lands, and guys, I think we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to talk to young guys. This Anthony Davis topic, you could go so many ways with it. I'm torn apart. I'm hoping I find more of myself in this. For now, guys, let's talk Knicks. The New York Knicks select Kristaps Porzingis. Post and toast, and then stuffing again, igniting, exciting the garden crowd. Thank you, and welcome back to a very special edition of Talking Knicks. This this could be something that they play at my funeral, and they'll say, "Wow, would you look at that?" Or this is something that we may set on fire in the next forty-five minutes or so, and say, "Wow." Where Jake went wrong, according to Colin Cowherd. Another guy who specializes in going solo. Look at that. Some Freudian stuff. But let me start by thanking you guys again for joining myself. And I think it's funny. This is today, Monday, January 28th. And normally we record Sunday. And uh, the normal crew I record with, Tom Piccolo, Kenny Poon, Greg Poon. It was a late game last night. Everyone had stuff going on. There was rumors I was going to go solo. Um, I thought about it. I got a little scared. I wanted to be prepared. So I was like, you know what? I'll push it to the morning. I can do it then. Screw those guys. They're listening. Thanks, guys. And it's funny how the world turns sometimes because we wake up. Anthony Davis trade rumors are everywhere. And the Knicks, Knicks front office, there's all these quotes saying the Knicks are in on it which has raised a whole bunch of topics, and I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. Let's first talk about some of the games this week. We're going to hit them quick, guys, and I'll be honest. When when I say talk about the games, we're not going to really. We had four this week. We got rolled up on by OKC, who, by the way, they look great right now. I'm I'm on the record saying this might be the second-best Oklahoma City Thunder team we've ever seen. Uh, Paul George playing out of his skull right now. But, hey, when Abdel Nader... Abdel Nader, Iowa State, puts up a 16 spot on you. Uh, Times are tough. So OKC rolls into the garden. They roll out. Here come the Rockets, James Harden on this crazy scoring streak. 
Will he keep it going? Yeah, because they were playing the Knicks, guys. 61 spot, 25 free throws, 38 shots, <laughs> cheese and rice. Um, and I think it was funny. Harden gets a big ovation, and people were saying, you know, can you believe the Knicks crowd did this? Absolutely, because New York loves good basketball, and we only get to see it from the road players for the past two decades or so. So I'm okay with celebrating that. I, I think that's an appreciation to what New York is. It's, you know, the mecca of basketball. And to see a guy in the middle of a stretch like that do what he did against us, I mean, it was it's it's special to watch. I love watching a Harden game. It's It doesn't look like basketball sometimes, and some people hate that. But, hey, <laughs> the dude is playing by the rules. He's getting buckets. Good for him. Hey, Noah Vonley, 10-10 and 10 double-double. Cute. Hardaway, 21. Isozo Trier, 31. Good to see you again, old friend. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. Knicks followed that up. They lose to Brooklyn. Brooklyn's been playing great basketball. They're 27 and 23 on the season right now. Trey Burke emerges from the depth. 25 points. We're not going to talk a lot about him. I will say one of the topics I do want to discuss is just this kind of gluttony of blah that has been the full Knicks roster. I mean, I I I want to put this in video game terms, and I I know not everyone plays video games, but I, I think I can word it well enough. That everyone on the Knicks... Okay, Porzingis is hurt. We get that. Every player on the Knicks, if this was a video game, you'd rate them from 71 to 79. And on any given night, one of those guys could have an okay game, they could have a bad game. And that's just what we've seen all year. I mean, on this night, Trey Burke, again, emerges from the depths for 25 points. Von Ley, I, I give him credit. He's he's closer to the 79. 22-13, good for him. And we're going to talk about him a little more. The final game this week, the Miami Heat, uh, 106-97. I... I don't know. Damian Dotson puts up a nice little performance. Trey Burke, 16. Uh, Timmy Limmy Jimmy, 22. The Knicks lose, guys. Let's and that's the basketball. And why is this? Why is this voice coming out of me? We we've, we've lost nine straight. Fact. We've lost 17 of 18. Hello. 22 of 24. How are you? The product on the court isn't worth talking about. And I think as as a talking Knicks podcast, you've seen us develop around that. You've seen us address some different topics and basically try to talk about anything we can that isn't Knicks on the court basketball, which is tough. Which is tough, but at the same time, let's let's start turning this into something, okay? Anthony Davis announces that he's demanding a trade slash he won't re-sign with the Pelicans, which... <laughs> demanding a trade is almost the polite or excuse me saying you won't resign is the polite way of demanding a trade so and a lot of people expected this um i i don't know if the timing was was anything necessarily important you know there's the whole lebron rich paul stuff i'm not going to get into that if if you want to do that on your time knock yourself out but anthony davis demands <laughs> does not demand a trade uh he just won't resign with the pelicans and what does this mean? The Celtics are currently out of out of the game. They have Kyrie on the Derrick Rose rule. 
they can't put Anthony Davis on their team until Kyrie either resigns with them or is released or however that however it plays out. So obviously the Lakers are in play. People have been talking about LeBron, Anthony Davis, Rich Paul. It all ties together uh, for a while now, and they have the young pieces. If if I mean they really want to go in with Ingram, Ball, Kuzma, uh, a future first, they can do that, and we'll see. We'll see who who's who's going to pay the troll toll. I think the surprising thing is we we assume there'd be some Knicks murmurs trying to think of how they could spin Anthony Davis onto the Knicks. And I think the part that's kind of shocking is all the quotes we've seen are, the Knicks are in on this, which, okay. That's kind of like saying, I, <laughs> I was going to say I'm going to eat today, but that, that doesn't make as much sense. But every team should be in on Anthony Davis or at least explore their options. That's how the NBA works. The Knicks have some young assets, so we start going down this road. And the internet's been swirling, and I know we we have some friends. We're we're friends with Nick's Film School. Tom Piccolo's been doing some stuff over there. I've been interacting a lot with them lately. Good dudes, and 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 they've got a great great forum, great platform, great product. And there's been some great convo over there today. You know, who are we willing to move? What are we willing to do? And let let's hash it out. I'm here. I'm here. I've been thinking about it. And my initial reaction when I hear this, is no. It's, haven't we learned? It's, aren't we building something bigger here? But at the same time, I think times have traded since the Carmelo trade, and that's what I'm talking about. If we go back, back down the wormhole, Carmelo Anthony is on the Denver Nuggets. He's said he wants out, or he won't resign, excuse me, Again, that's that's our new fun term today. And, okay, we know he has his eyes on the New York Knicks. And it's a game of chicken. The Knicks are saying, well, are we sure we're going to sign this guy? You know, we think he wants to come to New York. How Are, are we going to do this? Who do we trade? Do we just wait till free agency? The Knicks say, hey, let's let's take this into our own hands. Let's go out and get the guy. So they trade Wilson Chandler. Uh, slimmer Raymond Felton, Danilo Gallinari, a couple future seconds and a couple future firsts. Uh, the seconds are lottery tickets. They they turned out to not really be anyone. The 2014 first-round pick turned into Dario Saric, um, a guy that just got traded for Jimmy Butler, an, a nice young piece in this league. Not, nothing too over the top, but a good, solid basketball player. 2016 first turned into Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, the young man who's lighting it up uh, for the Nuggets out here in Denver. That's where I'm at. And you look back, and the whole allure of Melo was supposed to be he was going to bring free agents into town. And here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Um, X years later, Anthony Davis is available. Do we go out and get him? What do we pay? How do we do this? And so, again, I'll, I'll run through it. I started with no. I, I saw some people saying, you know, Porzingis. Do you do Porzingis plus? And you get the upgrade there. And you kind of, you know, Zinger was hurt. Um, he's the best on the court 
talent that I think New Orleans would be able to get right now. Um, he is injured, so there's the risk of that. And, I mean, what do you add? Anthony Davis is clearly more proven. You know, do you add... Where does it stop? Is it Zinger in this year's first? I think people would shy away from that. Zinger and Knox, I think people shy away from that. So then, I mean, what are what are we really doing? We're trying to give Chris Stapps and the 2020 first? Like, I don't think the Pelicans are too into that. Maybe they are. Maybe, maybe I'm lost. But then again, what are we doing? We're trading freaky power forwards for each other, and I just don't see that. I don't see the Pelicans loving that. I mean, Chris Stapps hasn't hasn't been enjoying himself in New York. I don't think he's going to enjoy himself in New Orleans, so I don't think there's long-term potential there for him. Um it it just doesn't add up. Let's I I think let's call a spade a spade. If something happens, it were to happen. But let's let's move on. That's highly doubtful. So, what else do we have to trade? The old Knicks dilemma. We have Kevin Knox. Let's talk Kevin Knox for a minute, because that, that's where originally when none of this trade stuff co- came up, I was just going to talk about some of the young guys and towards the future and what we were looking to do, and now it's all going to tie into that. So let's talk about our buddy Kevin Knox. Um, you know, he came out, he was a little nicked up to start the year. We saw him thrive in the month of December. In December, he averaged 35 minutes per game in 14 games, 17 points, 6 rebounds, Okay. 38% from three, 40% from the field, still not good. But you see it with Knox, okay? Um, you just, you do. He's He's got this kind of quirky, shifty game. He's athletic and powerful. And the biggest thing, he's 19 years old. And my, my good friend and colleague, Tom Piccolo, uh, wrote an awesome piece on the B-Ball Index. Check it out. Um, talking about what Kevin Knox is, and I think that's an important. That's if if this was uh, what was the, the Adnan doc- documentary, those missing twenty two minutes. This is something you need to circle. Okay, what is Kevin Knox going to be? He's nineteen years old. It looks like he can already score a little bit. The numbers aren't super impressive. Third youngest player in the league. So, where do you stand on Kevin Knox? Do you think Kevin Knox is a future? fringe all-star all-star player maybe makes one to two do you think he consistently puts his name in the running maybe a three to five time all-star do you think this guy can be a player that I don't know he gets some mellow comparisons Tom gave him a little Paul Pierce comparison and what made me what made me laugh and Tom's gonna be offended I laughed at his piece um what made me laugh was there was a Paul Pierce comparison which I like um I think that's tough because Paul Pierce's offensive game, man, when it was right, it was so beautiful. Um, just almost old man, nothing you can do. Uh, but Tom, Tommy laid out his years age 24 through 28. Kevin Knox is 19 years old. Um, so we've got five years to project before we get there. And so that starts tying into, I mean... You know, who is this kid? He's the kid that showed up on stage for draft night with the Fortnite lining in his jacket, uh, which you can put in a good thing and a bad thing. We'd kick Joe Joe Kim Noah out of town because he was partying too much. He couldn't handle New York. The 19-year-old with the Fortnite jacket doesn't seem like he's going that way, and it seems like he loves the game of basketball. He's got the ability. 
He wants to work. So it's it's what do you think Kevin Kevin Knox is? Tobias Harris? Mellow? I think the mellow stuff is too strong. I know Mellow's in this bad light nowadays, but he's a guy that used to be in contention to lead the league in scoring. He's a special player. He's a basketball Hall of Famer. So it's A, where do you stand on Kevin Knox? I think right now, and this is the safe bet, This is if it's a bell curve, this is the middle area, I think you say he's a guy that probably has a chance to be a three- to five-time All-Star. It looks like he can fill it up. Um, how deny- dynamic can he end up being on offense? Um, I don't know. He he looks really good. The, the Knicks, so far, they did good on the Kevin Knox pick. So let's say you have to move Kevin Knox. So there's a piece. Now the total wild card here, the complete wild card, is this year's draft pick. The Knicks have been in contention for a top three pick, which I think is very important. I, I really think the top three in this draft, Barrett, Williamson, and Morant from Murray State, I think those guys have the ability to be special. And I just think after that, it's kind of a mush pile right now. I'm, I'm sure some of those guys are going to be quality. I just think every year there's a clear cutoff, and we've seen it with the Knicks. We've seen them miss Ke- Kevin Love by a pick. We've seen them miss Steph Curry. Um, not that Curry was a lot coming out, but the higher up you are, the better chances you are of getting a good player. Each draft has a different level of tiers coming out. I believe this first three tier is the tier you need to be in if you're losing. So the Knicks pick looks like it's going to be around there. Um, now we're starting to get in how the rest of the season plays out. We're starting to get into how the lottery plays out. We're talking bouncing balls, you know? Who wants to play a little roulette? Do the, does New Orleans? Um, because if you think it's going to be a top three pick, Knox in a top three pick, we're getting somewhere. I mean, we're, we're starting to put together a package. So now what else? Do they have any interest in Frank? Where does everybody stand on Frank? And I'm glad you guys are asking. Thanks, guys, in the room with me. I'm talking to myself. Frank Nilekina, our boy, 18th youngest player in the league, I believe. October 19th, 2017, made his debut. 20 years old, 183 days, born in Belgium, the French prince. Anyways, I started digging through some of Frank's numbers. And they're not impressive. Let's be honest. Let's have an honest talk about Frank for a second. We see the ability on some nights. He's got crazy length. Um, we see the fire come out sometimes. We're, we're not sure fully what that is. But let's have an honest conversation. If Frank Nilakina was on the Celtics, all of you would be on Twitter every night telling them what a bad pick that was. I think that's just honest, okay? The guy's averaging six, six, three, and two, okay? And that's he has a six-flat PER. I know that's a skewed stat, but what, what are we really doing here? Um, do I still have some belief in Frank? Yes, he can be an absolute defensive weapon. We're still going to see a lot of growth from him. I mean, what can you believe at this point? Do you believe Frank Nielakina is going to be an all-star level player? I don't know. I don't think so, right? If he was on any other team in the league, 
Think about th- think about one of your buddies that you have sports arguments with. And if Frank Nilakina was on their team and they were coming at you like, yo, this guy's going to be NBA all defense. He's going to be an all-star. I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged, if he was one of these guys that ended up averaging 18, 7, and 7. I think you'd laugh in their face right now. And I don't know if this is my first time alone in front of the mic being shock jock, but I think we need to be honest about Frank. There's still a ton of potential there. This guy can do a lot. He's talented. Um, but let's talk about some some more of the concerns. Negative Town Jake over here. So Frank Nilakina has played eight games with 30 or more minutes. Eight games this season out of 40 games played. And he was available for four more and he was benched for them. Okay? So in those 40 games, eight of them he's played 30 minutes. Okay. 13, 25 minutes, you know, that's kind of the range we want to see him in. But of his 30-minute games, eight 30-minute games, all of them except one came in the first 10 games of the season. So the first 10 games, seven of them, Frank played 30 minutes. That was Fisdale saying, show me something, young man. Okay? His other one was against OKC, the 38th game, the other night. Knicks got killed. Anyways, 30 minutes, 3 seconds, snuck in. So his top seven seven games played, minutes-wise, were within the first 10 games of the season. We've seen Frank since been benched. Um, We've seen them try to light the fire. But we've honestly been begging for Frank to play minutes. I mean, would we... If this was Jeff Hornacek, what would, be, what would we be yelling right now at Coach Fisdale? And then again, is it not a Coach Fisdale thing? I mean, does Frank need to show more? We've seen some flashes. Charlotte, 18 points. We've seen Cleveland, 16 points, four helpers. You know, we've, we've seen this guy, have he's had two seven-assist games, two six-assist games. There is talent in this young man, but when we're starting to talk trade-wise... I mean, someone like Lonzo Ball, who the Lakers are going to be offering. Lonzo's got to have a lot more appeal than Frank right now. Um, so I don't know. I, what would New Orleans even value Frank Nilakina as? I have no idea. Again, it's kind of a, a search in your heart of hearts. My goal for Frank was to become a guard version of Draymond. Make an open shot. Make the right pass. Play great defense. Is there still a chance for that? I think absolutely. I don't know if it's defensive player of the year stuff that Draymond was in the running for, but what are we trying to do with this Knicks team? Are we trying to get the special pieces where you need a glue guy to help out like that? So that that's my Frank spiel, okay? I had a Luke Cornett spiel. I'm going to save that for another time. I will say this. A, Frank, a Luke Cornett stat I've been sitting on for a while. When Luke Cornett plays... 24 minutes plus he's averaging really nice numbers he's averaging about 18 and 5 this is something I should have gotten the numbers on beforehand I'm trying to do quick math in my head and that doesn't work for daddy but he has three five assist games in those three five assist games we're talking six games of 24 plus minutes 
Half of them he's had five-plus assists. Half of them he's had 19 points or more, all double-digit scoring. He's light on the boards. I mean, he's not (laughs) – he doesn't bang. But this guy is like – I don't want to say C-squad zinger, but this guy showed us a little something. In a trade package, Luke Cornett doesn't move move anything. I've just been waiting to get that off my chest for a little while now, okay? So what... (laughs) I mean, what else are we willing to add? Um, you know, is it a 2020 first? Um, you know, does Alonzo Trier do anything for anyone? Is he is he the guy we want to keep if we clean house and move everything for AD? And so this is the this is the other most important thing we need to talk about in in this serial podcast of Anthony Davis to the Knicks. The contracts. Tim Hardaway Jr. getting paid right now to shoot 38% from the field. Kind of is what it is, nature of the beast right now. He doesn't have a lot of help. Um, you know, I, I think we still want to see Tim Hardaway play with some better players to see if you could get some more efficiency out of him. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. What, what do you value THJ as? Okay, that's the theme of this episode. Um, could New Orleans see him as a piece that they could work with and still do some fun things with Miritich, Drew Holiday? Maybe. I mean, does does New Orleans probably turn into a pure fire sale? Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, and I think this is, a, you know, the group chat was going today with the talking Knicks guys. And... It's it's scary. We're the Knicks. How how many times in the last twenty years have we made the right decision? Um, it's a scary thought. But and here's my caveat. If you can get Anthony Davis and Chris Stapps Porzingis on this roster with essentially no money on the books for next year, and that means a lot of things. I mean, we're we're talking Courtney Lee. We're talking Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, yeah, is Lance getting paid next year? Probably. That's how we do things. Um, if you can have those two with some cap space going into next year with Kyrie, KD hitting the open market, I think you do it. It's it's let's let's talk about limiting risk here. The pick we just don't know, okay? And if we add Anthony Davis, we're probably a little conservative with him, but we're probably going to win a couple games accidentally cuz that dude's good. That dude is really good. I talked about all the 71 to 79s on our basketball team. <laughs> you know, that guy's 95. All right? So if you throw that guy in the team, we're going to start running into a couple wins. So the draft pick gets a little worse. New Orleans knows this. Is there some some under-the-table stuff there that maybe we don't play Anthony Davis as much? I don't know. Um, you know, I don't. can you make that handshake agreement? We'll see if we find out. But if you have Chris Stapps Porzingis and Anthony Davis, the future of big men in this league, athletic, can shoot, and the thing that I haven't seen anybody ranting about yet, the potential rim protection is off the charts. Off the charts. Porzingis' rim protection numbers from last year, combine that with Anthony Davis, 
and we're talking about this new NBA of three-point shots and layups, heck, cover that three-point line and dare people to come in against those two. Dare them. I mean, you have an opportunity to have two guys on offense that are going to be tough for anyone in this league to guard. Never mind with both of them, if you can switch the right matchups and do everything. I mean, wow. Wow. But on defense, the Knicks have a chance to be special as well. Almost instantly. Almost instantly. Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So we start talking future of basketball. Kevin Durant. Jesus. (laughs) I'm laughing. Durant, Anthony Davis, and Chris Stapps Porzingis. Year three through five. Maybe you rotate him out a little bit. But I mean, what what is that? Are those three seven-footers that can shoot threes, block shots? I mean, what what do you do? What do you do against that? But okay, say KD's not into it. He likes the Golden State thing. He wants to do something else. Fine. You are Kyrie Irving. You demanded a trade to get away from one of the best players to ever play the game. You hit the game-winning shot in an NBA Finals, Game 7. You get traded to the Boston Celtics, an organization with a lot of history, with one of the most well-respected coaches and front offices in the league, a lot of young talent to come in and basically be the star. Here's the keys, Kyrie. Go. You're going to have the rock. You know, you're... If this team does something, you're going to be the face of it. Now we flash forward a little bit. Gordon Haywood. Gordon Haywood. The Celtics passed on some opportunities. Paul George trade, potentially. Um, Kawhi Leonard at some points. They signed Gordon Haywood. And this this is tough. I've critiqued Danny Ainge at times, even right then a second ago, for not fully cashing in his chips. One of them that he decided to cash in on was signing Gordon Hayward. Literally, the guy, the coach, <laughs> coached in college. I mean, it was a perfect storm. And they went for it. They did it. First game, dude breaks his leg. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I'm, you know, Boston will always be a rival of mine to a degree, being a New York fan in a lot of sports. And you just, you don't wish that upon anyone. Gordon Hayward's not the same. Um, and they've, they've got some stuff to figure out. They can't get Anthony Davis because of Kyrie Irving right now. So let's get back to that guy. Kyrie Irving. Hasn't re-signed yet. He said some nice quotes before the season that everyone in Boston was all about him. And I'm, I'm always going to toot my own horn a little bit, but I was like, until that dude signs on something or says or gives me the full quote, like, I'm not leaving Boston. Like, he said nice stuff about Boston, but he never said he wasn't leaving. If you're Kyrie Irving, you're going to get to handle the rock. You're going to get to James Harden it on defense, because guess what? James Harden gets a lot of his mistakes covered by Clint Capella, P.J. Tucker, Kyrie would have two of the best defensive big men in the league behind him. He could go out there and play for steals all night and not really have to feel a consequence. On offense, 
Pick and roll heaven. Pick and roll heaven. That's what that is. And I don't know. I It was a little bit of me chirping at Boston just because, hey, got to keep it lively sometimes. But if that guy hits free agency and you have those two guys down low, <laughs> and heck, it's not even down low anymore. It's from three. That's a tough opportunity to pass on because, again, think about this. He left Cleveland because he wanted to be the guy. What has Boston turned into? They brought in Gordon Hayward. He was never, he wasn't the guy, but it became more about the Celtics. It became about Brad Stevens. It became about Tatum, Brown, all these young guys as one cohesive news. It was never Kyrie, and that's what this dude wanted. He comes to New York, and I get what we're saying right now because now I'm contradicting myself. Because I'm saying he's going to join Chris Stapps Porzingis and Anthony Davis. But this is New York, honey. Whatever team leads these Knicks back to any sort of promised land are superheroes. They're superheroes. They're idolized forever. The city has waited so long for this. Look how much we grasped onto that Two-seed Jason Kidd, uh, Pablo Prigioni, Steve Novak, Knicks team? And you're telling me (laughs) that we could have three of the best players in the NBA, arguably three, what, top 15 players, if they're right, on the Knicks? I think you put yourself in position to do that and you play the free agency game. I really do. Because otherwise, you're counting on ping pong balls right now, which we haven't had the best luck with. We're counting on what Kevin Knox can be, which, I mean, safe bet Tobias Harris, borderline all-star. I mean, top of the line. I mean, he's got he's got a chance to be, a, you know, six, seven, eight-time all-star, a, just a wing that can fill it up. So are you willing to take the risk that you can trade that guy and what could be the top pick in the draft, a top three pick in the draft, could drop to four or five for the chance to have Anthony Davis? I mean, I'm flip-flopping hourly, but if you can clear the cap that is Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, some of these extra guys that are lurking for next year, I think you just have to take the chance. I think you do. I... Two special, unique big men with a couple big-time free agents coming up. You have to go for it. You have to. And I, and this is contradictory. I posted on Nick's Film School earlier saying, you know, I was in fear of the mellow trade. Because this, you know, everyone says that ridiculous insanity is, is repeating the same thing and failing or whatever doesn't mean insanity, but people love saying it. Aren't we doing the same thing if we give up a lot for Anthony Davis? And that's got to be part of the fear. It's got to be. But if you get him and Zinger in the same building and they make it work and you can bring in another guy, you have to do it. Um, So that's where I'm at on that. Um, A couple young guys I didn't touch on that I was planning on doing a whole episode about. (laughs) Um, Let me go back to Iso Zoe, Alonzo Trier. And again, like, if that's a guy you can hold on to for next year, you know, that could be a really nice piece. Him as your two guard, 
What if he is a... a <laughs> I've been doing a lot of C-Squad. What if he's a C-Squad Dwayne Wade? And you have that guy as an option on your team? Boy. Um, but I want to talk about... He, he hit a wall. Um, I'm, I'm looking at his games right now. From games 23 through games 36 this season, he averaged six point a game, two rebounds, one and a half assist, 16% from three. So, okay, there, <laughs> there goes Dwayne Wade Light. Um, but he hit a rough patch. Let's, let's be honest. He hit that rookie wall. In the past four games since then, He's doing pretty good, guys. I, I think we have Isozo back. In his last four, he's putting up 18 points per game. Hello. F- five rebounds, four assists, one and a half steals. Dwayne Wade light. So, I mean, how much can he factor in? What if, if New Orleans slams the table for a guy like that? You kind of have to. It's Anthony Davis. But if you could keep him too, now we've got a real team forming here, people. Um... So that, and again, before all this AD talk, I was going to come in and talk about, hey, we might have Isozo out of his little freshman slump. 12 of 18 shooting against Houston. I like that. Uh, 10 free throws against OKC. 10 for 10 from the line. Eight assists that game, by the way. Um, so it looks like Isozo is coming back. And I mean, I, I can give the full speech I've given before. Young guys, give them the minutes now. I just talked about Frank not having any 30 minutes games it's time what whether we whether we do an ad trade or not and say they don't want frank what if could they prefer alonzo trier <laughs> to frank nilakina they very well could they very well could um and that would be interesting to see if frank i know our kenny poon uh kind of linked it to a rajon rondo if we could start bringing in uh a lot of the talent and keep Frank. Uh, I don't. I don't think he'd have that passing ability. We saw Rondo do impressive stuff in college before that. But again, kind of that guard Draymond role I've dreamed about. It would be interesting to see. I'd like to see it. Um, I did my Luke Cornett spiel. Uh, the only thing I'm missing with the young guys that I'm here. I'm here to talk to you about Mitchell Robinson. Um, he. After he got hurt, he went through a little bit of a tough stretch there. Um, not the prettiest basketball. A uh, lot of fouls. Two two foul outs <laughs> since he's been back. I will say this. This is the second round pick we hit on. And again, well, we could go in the trade thing. What's Mitchell Robinson? Blah, blah, blah. And hey, if they want him, you know, he, he's not a guy that holds up a trade. But I'll say this, he's a solid little piece. We we need to appreciate Mitchell Robinson a little more. This guy's 20 years old. He's averaging 5 and 4. Okay. It's it's not much. 5 and 4, two blocks. Two blocks per night. And again, with how much he's fouling, you know, it's not that extreme. Shooting 68% from the field, mostly dunks. That's fine, big fella. We like that. So I did what's the comparison there? We've done it we've done it earlier this year and I think it's DeAndre Jordan, right? 20-year-old DeAndre Jordan averaged 4 and 4 and a half, 1 block per game in about the same minutes, 14 minutes. So it did take DeAndre time because if you can't shoot in this league, you got to figure stuff out. It took DeAndre 
one, two, three, four, five, six seasons to really become the DeAndre Jordan we know, the the ten and fourteen DeAndre Jordan. In his in his fourth season, he averaged eight and eight, and I think we we take that for Mitchell Robinson two blocks per night. Um, let's be honest, he's a guy that needs a point guard or someone to help him out. And the Knicks haven't had too much of that, and the guy's still doing his thing, so we appreciate that. We need to see a little less on the fouling. Um, but Mitchell Robinson, again, another one of these young pieces, and that's – so l- let me – I'll do my other spiel quick that I was going to do before all this Anthony Davis stuff came out. If, if the Anthony Davis stuff falls through, there's a Lakers trade in 30 minutes, done. Done. Okay, so what are we doing? We talked Frank. Get him the minutes. It has to happen. It has to happen. We need to know. We need to know what he can be. And if it's nothing, that's fine. I don't think any of us think it's nothing, per se, but we need to know. The sooner we know, we can make better basketball decisions. So let's get this guy some 30-minute nights. And I think that's the plan. You have to assume that's the plan as of right now. So let's do that. Let's not freak out. Let's assume that's the plan. Okay. I mentioned Luke Cornett. Yo, get this guy minutes. What are we really doing here? Um, I know the whole Cantor show. I'll, I'll touch on that. But, again, over 24 minutes for Luke Cornett, and you're basically getting <laughs> you're basically getting an 18-5 and three assists. And one block. Like, we will take that as a bit player? <laughs> Again, I know it's the Knicks and somebody has to put the ball in the basket, but, heck, even as a rotation big, you know, this guy has been doing nice stuff for us when he gets some run. So give me some Luke Cornett when he's healthy again. Mitchell Robinson again, getting healthy. We need more of him. Alonzo Trier, hopefully he's past that rookie wall. Kevin Knox. After that... It stops people. I like I I just I fully came to grips with this. I've I've been doing a well, you know, if Noah Von Lay comes around for us and he wants to come back next year, or you know, do they believe in Manny Moutier? Would would he be a nice piece next year? Let's stop. These the young guys I just mentioned are the guys that have a chance with us coming forward. Noah Vonley is going to be a free agent, and he's earned some cash this year. And good for you, young fella. And maybe if, well, depending on free agency goes, could he be interested in returning? Absolutely. The Mecca, if they have some more talent coming, in, let's do it. You're you're welcome back. But this dude's going to go out and get a paycheck because he almost wasn't on an NBA team this year. So you have to understand that. Moutier. For me, you have to come to grips with what I've been saying, but I haven't believed the Knicks believed in. But what's the best case? This guy lands in your starting point guard role and is a top 20, 25 point guard? That's not good enough for what we want to do. I mean, if you if you think he's okay with taking maybe a bench, a bench spot next year, if you could bring in Kyrie and start Trier at the two and have him come in and do some things, sure, I don't think he wants to do that. So let's let's be honest with these young pieces and play these guys and do it. And I know I'm saying it like it's a hot take, and it's not. It's not. But that draft pick, man, 
we have been losing hard, and this is what I'm opening open with, and this is what I'll close with. We've lost nine straight. We've lost 17 of 18. It hasn't been pretty. It hasn't been pretty, and we have to be okay with that. This is what we've wanted. We've wanted to tank for a while. This is what it looks like, people. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is what it looks like, and it's tough being a fan, but this is it. Run these young guys out there, lose, and then the fate of the Knicks <laughs> is in lottery balls. And it's tough, but it's what we wanted to do. And if we get a top three pick, that's going to be one of the biggest steps in Knicks franchise history that we've seen maybe since Ewing. Because I love the three at the top. Zion, Barrett, Morant. You get one of those three, I think a free agent comes into town. I don't know who it is. I don't care if it's Jimmy Butler at that point. Okay, but I think a free agent comes to town if you get a top three pick. And I think, again, who wants, I'm not getting in the head of Kevin Durant, but what if they got the one and they could bring in Zion or Barrett, but I think you bring in Zion, he fills the seats. If you miss on, if Zion goes and be a star somewhere and you skipped him, you're going to get crucified. Either way, if you get, one of those guys, uh, we'll stay Zion for now because that's more fun. Kind of weirdo Kevin Durant comes in as the hero for the Knicks with a young Zion and this young core that you could do some fun stuff with. I think that appeals to him. I don't know. I haven't talked to the guy. I haven't talked to him lately. How about that? But if they get a top three pick, this Knicks team is going to take a huge step forward and and be in play for the next five, ten years, which is all we've asked. That's all we've asked for about two decades. Um, if they fall out of the top three, I think it's going to be really interesting. I could see them trying to package a young piece with that pick and getting some proven talent because I think they're. I think next year they're ready to move forward. KP's going to be back. They're going to get to see these young guys play the rest of the year. Um, so all in all, people. If Anthony Davis doesn't happen, which <laughs> I just spent about 30 minutes with potential opportunities it could, we can't bank on it. It would be it would be wild if they did. It'd be a lot cooler if they did. Outside of that, suffer the losses. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. But that gives us the most ping pong balls. That gives us the best chance of moving forward. And let's do it. I mean, let's get there. I'm I'm so ready. I I I hope. When I'm thrown into my next solo pod this time next year, I hope I'm, uh, legs are kicked back, a little glass of whiskey, talk, laughing about this episode and, and saying how happy I am for the future. Uh, for now, people, if you've listened to this, thank you so much. Uh, this, is, uh, this is kind of a, a, special, this is a special thing for me. I, I, I hope this is a, a big thing for me at some point. If you've listened to this, yo, know, like Twitter DM me, leave a review, say something, because I appreciate it so much. Give me some honest feedback. Shoot me straight. I'm a straight shooter. Be a straight shooter with me, because we just want to get better. And uh, we're, we're going to be putting out some good stuff. Always watch out for the stuff Tommy Piccolo puts out. He has a Ke what will Kevin Knox become piece, a, a ceiling piece. Check that out, floor and ceiling. If you could leave a five-star review, I'd appreciate it.
at Talking Jake on Twitter. Tweet at me. Thank you so much for listening. And let's go next, guys.